Get that India, big boy. Hello and welcome back to the first Instant Reaction podcast of the 2024 season. As always, I'm your host, John, also known as 4020 in another episode of the Tip Sheet. Joining me to break down all the action out of Cogra uh, in a rare preseason loss for the Parramatta Eels is my good mate, 60s. Big fella, I think it's fair to say that was probably our worst preseason effort, both on the scoreboard and probably in the back half of that game in a number of years. Yeah, the... The game really fell apart in that last half hour, didn't it? It was, wasn't was a, a great trial performance, but I think you and I have both come to an agreement that there was certainly a learning lesson there mm-hmm. for some of those uh, young players, and we'll get into that uh, in a moment. But just for now, this is our Instant Reaction podcast. It'll be nice and brief and to the point tonight. Uh, We thank our sponsors, Big Swing Golf North Mead and Star Partners Real Estate, Auburn, Norellan and Parramatta, who make this podcast possible. And uh, all I'll say to our readers and our listeners is just remember this is a trial and that was always very uh, clear about uh, what we had to look for tonight, which was individual performances, because I don't think you're going to learn too much about the team itself out of that. So we're going to focus on some of our main takes from it uh, without, uh, obviously, with a scoreboard like it like it was. It would be real easy to go into uh, putting the boot in, but you're not going to do that in a trial. That's ridiculous. No. We're going to... We're going to focus on what we learnt. Canberra also very efficient today at profiting on a Parramatta error. A lot of our tries coming on the back of mistakes, whether it was a drop ball or a mis-executed restart. Sorry, a mis-executed kick leading to a 20-meter restart. So, yeah, well done to the Raiders in that regard. And in that capacity, they won 38-16. to uh, Try scorers for the Raiders, K.O. Weeks, Peter Tateo, Jed Stewart, James Shiller, Peter Holler, Adam Cook and Noah Martin, who was also Sinbin. Probably lucky to still be in the game, honestly. I thought that was an NRL game, that might have been a send-off. Uh, but Ethan Strange and Adam Cook combining from five from seven off the tee. For the Eels, off Iki Ogden, Sean Russell and Bailey Simonson bagging their trio of tries. Russell two from three from the tee. Uh, just a couple of key stats, 60s. Possession actually fairly even between the two teams. 51 to 49% in favour of the Raiders. Uh, time possession slightly in favour of Canberra too. Uh, Eels... Had a very good completion rate going through into uh, just after half time, but it slipped down to 68% uh, with the errors really starting to pile up in the back end of the game. 26 of 38 sets. The Raiders at 75%, 30 of 40. Uh, and a lot of the actual attacking stats are fairly even, uh, which is actually surprising given the scoreboard, but not surprising given what we saw on the field. Uh, line breaks, tackle busts, they're, they're all actually within touching distance of each other. Uh, big one, I suppose. Uh, even defensively, both teams pretty ordinary. 81.3 for the Eels, 81.6 for the, the Raiders in terms of effective tackle rate. Uh, but the Raiders made the most of their chances, and a lot of them were gifted them by the Parramatta Eels, and that was probably the difference between the two teams uh, in the general run of play. Yeah, I was really disappointed in the the way that the Eels responded to 
um, some misplaced kicks that were giving the Raiders seven tackle yep. sets. Yeah. It was it was obvious that we weren't getting back. Poorly executed kick be, followed up by no hustle to get back to the thirty meter mark. Yeah. Correct, correct. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and when it when you get the long breaks happening a couple of times, that's that's probably not good enough. From uh, I mean, that'll be something that the coaches will be obviously drilling the players after the video session. A um, couple of ordinary efforts around the ruck defensively mm-hmm. as well, um, but. Look, let's let's take a bit of a dive first of all at whether there was some answers to questions. I mean, we've already we've already touched on the fact that it was a learning experience for a lot of the younger players, where those, those sorts of errors that a team mightn't pay badly for in uh, pathways football or lower grades. Uh, but it's a big, big, big time welcome to senior football moment, Correct. wasn't it? Where in the NRL and the New South Wales Cup, when you make those sort of mistakes with consistency like the Eels did, you're going to pay for them. And yeah. Yeah they, yeah, they paid for them today. Yeah. And the unfortunately, the, the kicking game, which started off really on point in the first half, it went to pieces, you'd have to say, in mm-hmm. the second but and and that had, I think that had a lot to do with how the Eels ended up getting on that steep slide into the um, avalanche of points that the Raiders were able to get because it was just giving them both territory and possession that you just can't afford to do in any match. So yeah, back to some questions that were answered. I'm gonna I'm gonna put some to you. Uh, I first of all, I feel very confident that Kilmer Tuolangi answered the questions about his acquisition for the club. I thought he had a really impressive trial performance. We mentioned in, the- in our preview podcast that this was the corresponding game where players like Isaiah Papali'i really announced themselves to fans in the preseason. I felt Kilmer did a pretty similar job here. Uh, very physical, had some good defensive hits as well. Uh, obviously, had the big line break, but was heavily involved. Uh, looked really handy out there. So, yeah, good good uh, opening show for him in the new colours. So do we lock him in as a starter or on the bench? That's, I'm thinking at this stage on the bench, but... That's uh, still uh, dealer, dealer's choice, isn't it, for Brad Arthur? I, I couldn't yeah. tell you. I think based on what he did in 2023, Cartwright probably deserves to start. Uh, he he yeah. was really, really good across the entirety of the season. Uh, when we had a undermanned pack, but geez, Kelm was going to push him, and that's a good thing. Yeah, I think what we've had message to us with the trial team selections is that Cardi's going to be in the seventeen, and they wanted Kelmer to have a run, get more familiar with the Eels' shapes, defensive patterns, uh, all that sort, of defensive systems, that sort of thing. So uh, he was always going to have to play in this game. Uh, the same with Morgan Harper as well, that the more time that they had alongside new teammates, the more learning that they were able to do, then uh, the better it was going to be for round one. Okay, so then the next question is, Morgan Harper, Bailey Simonson, they're in a battle for the centre spot. Now, based on where Bailey played today, 
he's playing in on the side of the field where the vacancy exists. Mm-hmm. But do you think it's been decided as yet? No, but I, I think on the way to things today, Bowie probably edged ahead. Um, I think Harper had a couple of really good touches. Obviously, the, the beautiful flick pass to Sean Russell to put him over in the corner and that nice little touch football combination jumping with uh, Dejan jumping out of dummy half to link up with the, the bloke that just run the ball in Morgan to create the line break. Uh, but there was also a push pass on the goal line and, uh, you know, just a, a little bit of like, not, it wasn't like a frenzied press to impress, but he, uh, yeah, just made a couple of bad decisions. Uh, Simonson obviously had the really nice uh, leap and catch off the Joshua Lynn kick, had some strong runs. Um, and, and did his job pretty tightly. I don't think Eva was spectacular, uh, but I would say that Bowie nudged ahead in the contest. Okay. I'm going to go the other way. I thought that Harper nudged slightly ahead. Um, I thought both of them did enough in a trial to give BA more headaches in terms of who he's going to select. Um, I I don't know. I I I'd like sometimes for Bailey to be a little bit more straightforward in his centre play in terms of uh, being able to set up an outside man. He's he very much enjoys cutting back infield. Um, I liked what Harper was able to do with the try assist. Um, some of his runs. Uh, you're correct on that error that uh, was. Uh, where the pass was pushed, and then I think we lost the um, captain's challenge by challenging that. Not that it matters too much in a trial match, but I just thought on the balance of it that he maybe nudged slightly ahead. But then, look, this is a a prime example of this is what the coach is going to have to look at. Is, Is he... Is there a type of player that he prefers for the team? Because they are two different types of players in the centres. Mm-hmm. And uh, both have pros um, and a couple of cons. And, uh, you know, may, as you said, maybe Simonson's got the edge today. I thought maybe Harper might have just gone ahead. You know what? I think we're going to find out on Tuesday when the team list comes out because the we're going to have... Yeah, whoever gets uh, named on Tuesday uh, is most likely going to start at round one barring absolutely. an absolute shocker against the Titans. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now, we had um, Brendan Hands getting a lot more game time than was planned. Yeah, with that the, was not the script. Yeah, with the concussion suffered by uh, Matt Arthur, uh, the was good to get that news coming out fairly quickly that everything was okay with young Boots, but it did put a little bit of extra pressure on in, in terms of game time on Brendan Hands. So uh, what's your thoughts there with, are we likely to see, I know BA's come out with some comments about he's not going to pick two dummy halves in a team with one on the bench, is he likely to pick a utility on the bench? Or do you think he's going to go with the four forwards? Um, do you think Hans has done enough to challenge Joey Lussick? Yeah, there was. I suppose you could argue that Brad Arthur's comments were 
a bit of lawyer ease, weren't they, where he said no dummy half on the bench, but it doesn't preclude him from picking a utility that can play dummy half. Uh, so we have to wait and see where that goes. I was having this debate with my brother uh, through the week, talking about the bench composition and uh, where would be best be served. He, he, he was definitely on, on board of hands being there as a utility, not necessarily as the dummy half specialist in the change option. Um, in terms of the game, I thought hands acquitted himself pretty well. Uh, he obviously wasn't meant to play as much as he did, but uh, had some pretty handy kicks out of dummy half. Obviously had that really nice line break on the last where he just couldn't quite get the, the boot to the ball in a clean manner. Uh, but aside from that, was heavily involved, so that was good to see. Uh, as as to whether he gets picked or not, I really don't know because we've got a lot of forwards who want to get fit in, uh, fit into the team as well. And you know, you've got the likes between Cartwright and and Tuolungi. You can argue you've got not necessarily a, a proper utility, but enough cover across the team to simulate a utility between the two of them. But hands, I don't think did himself a disservice here. I, I think he, he's firmly in the conversation. Um, but probably what the fact that he probably didn't play outside number nine today, maybe that counts against him, but it, it's pretty tough. I thought he played pretty well. Okay, so you just talked about the battle in the forwards. Who impressed you today that's definitely got their hand up to be included in the 17 that maybe might have been considered a fringe selection by some? Um, let's see. Well, Woody, I thought, I, he definitely tied at the end of his stint because they kept him out there for a long time. But I thought that Woody, when playing within the parameters of what you'd expect for him uh, in his capacity as an NRL player, you know, in those small stints was very good. I think he solidified his spot in the NRL. Strong charges, some good offloads. Uh, I really like that there. Uh, beyond that, I was trying to think. I mean, Sean Lane had a good game, but he's a, he's a day one starter. There's no doubt about that. Um, Ogden was pretty serviceable, I thought. Um, he he had the head knock, though, which, again, you can't really count that against him, but that uh, was a, a factor in the game there. But I thought he was uh, pretty good in the forwards. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if anyone else really came in and wowed me in terms of moving up the pecking order. Uh, you know, guys like Rodwell and Moretti, um, you know, they both did a job today, but they didn't really put their hands up. Makatoa was probably okay. He looked um, pretty physical there. He's got some concerns with a uh, hip drop tackle, which I thought was pretty unlucky. I don't think mechanically it resembles what they outlined last year in terms of the adjustment and then drop. It was more diving and falling over his own player that falling onto the back of the opposition player as a result. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see whether he comes out of that with a charge from the MSC. Ditto for Sean Lane for a crusher tackle. But yeah, I, I don't know if outside of Wittermu anyone put their hands up significantly, obviously Kelmer, but that, that was a conversation you already had. Um, yeah, yeah I, I think just a lot of guys sort of played within themselves today. Yeah, I thought that Woody was far and above the, the I mean, apart as we said, apart from Kelmer, the player that you noticed out there on the field because he was near impossible for the Raiders to pull down when he was fresh. That's right, until, uh, until bad fatigue kicked in. And, that, and we're talking big minutes too. Um, I was trying to see if their minutes are up there for him. Just on that, while you're while you're looking that up, and you mentioned fatigue, did we look fatigued? I mean, the the conditions, uh, humidity, warm, it wasn't conducive to uh, you know the. 
I guess, a, a match where the forwards were going to look fresh during the game. They certainly looked like they were uh, gasping for breath mm-hmm. quite a bit. Was there any concerns for you um, from a conditioning perspective? Yeah, I saw that and I had a gander at the, the weather app in terms of Cogger and what the weather forecast was and it was high 20s and, and mid 70s in terms of humidity. So yeah. it, it was pretty tough conditions, um, which makes it hard to pass how much of it was potential lack of match fitness versus just testing grueling match conditions. Um, I, I think during the earlier exchanges, I know Canberra, they scored a couple of tries, but they were on the back of the errors that I mentioned. So I think when we were fresh, we looked pretty good. Um, and then obviously the, a, se- a sequence of concussions and uh, the, so you had the Matt Arthur concussion and you had the uh, Ogden concussion, probably kept guys back on them when they needed to have a break. Uh, and, and we played them right through to like the third quarter when that's when the young guys came in and then the young guys obviously uh, were a bit disjointed. So, yeah, I, I, I will lean towards it was probably just the conditions right now, but it definitely is something to monitor heading into next week where we're going to be running our, our firsts. And if they, look like they're going to, if they look like they're struggling against the Titans, then there will be some area of concern there. Okay. Now, just trying to uh, stay with the positives, Sean Russell, we spoke about him through the week I mentioned in the um, posts this week as well about his size he's pushing 100 kgs did you like what you saw from Sean today it was quite surprising when he was able to run down um, Xavier Savage yeah Sean had a very good game um, we, we already obviously shouted out a couple of players in Bailey uh, Bailey uh, Kelmer and uh, Woody but I, I thought that Sean was very good he looked like he put on a few kilos in a good way. Looked physical without costing him speed. Like you said, that rundown on Xavier Savage, he gave away a bit of a head start too. Um, he came from the back corner of area. Savage came through the posts and gunned him down. I mean, uh, Mick Ennis was cashing in his ticket on a anytime try scorer for Xavier Savage after about 30 metres and, and Sean just gunned him down. I know he ended up scoring off the back of that set, but it was a phenomenal effort from Russell. And yeah, I, I just liked his application for this game. Just played tough, had a nice finish uh, with that Morgan Harper flick. Ended up with a bit over 100 metres on the ground, which is always a solid effort. Got that line break to his name with the try. And yeah, showed showed some good wheels. Yeah, now as far as the young players are concerned, there are a number there that were only on for a short period of time um, later in the game and at a time when the Eels were absolutely under the pump. Uh Errors uh, under under defensive pressure. I don't know. There's too much we can learn about that. Maybe there's plenty that they can learn from it. But let's talk about the uh, two main players that had a lot of attention on them prior to the game. First of all, Ethan Sanders, uh, very serviceable first half, and uh, the kicking game went a little bit off in the second half. Is that a fair? assessment John yeah uh, we mentioned that this was a welcome to senior football moment uh, for a lot of these young kids and Ethan was probably in the forefront of that every time and we know this every time you step up a grade your time to process to think to uh, read and react gets cut down and it was clear today that he probably didn't have the time he was hoping to when it came to executing his kicking game and some of his playmaking options 
and that's okay. That's why you have trial games. So he uh, absolutely he, he didn't have the showing they would have liked to have had. There was a lot of media scrutiny and and hype coming into it as well. I know we spoke obviously in positive terms because he's a very talented prospect. Uh, but yeah, by his by anyone's metrics, but especially his, he'll be disappointed in his game, and you know he'll be better for it. But yeah, the Raiders did a good job of applying constant pressure on him. Um, there was you know a kick. He ended up getting bowled out by the the big high shot that was missed that led to a sin bin, but he you know completely mis- misexecuted that clearing kick, kicked out in the full, and then unfortunately couldn't find touch with the resultant penalty. So there's yeah a lot of teaching tape there for him, and yeah. Getting used to the pace of senior football will be a key thing for him and his ability to process as a halfback in the coming weeks and months. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I guess anyone that's uh, going to um, dive deeply into criticism based on a single trial game probably doesn't know too much about rugby league. But um, the next one that I wanted to comment on was Blaze Talangi. Now, Blaze, I thought, had a had a very solid uh, match tonight. Uh, big error, obviously, where he failed to get to the Raiders' kick and they scored a try off that. But what I liked off that, from that, was the memory of a goldfish mm-hmm. because he just put that behind him and uh, got straight back into getting the job done. So whilst it wasn't what you would call a flashing, spectacular uh, match at this level, it was still a solid enough effort that I thought gave enough of an idea to supporters that this is why he's rated within the Eels system. Yep. Yeah, he heard the footsteps coming on that particular kick, didn't he? He uh, was primed to jump and then bailed out, ended up getting tackled off the ball, which... I don't know if that was is, is a rule, but we see a lot of that time where if you tackle support runner, it gets penalised. In this case, it was let go. Uh, I think it was Nick Cottridge got away a fantastic kick off a pick-up and, and chip that led to the try. But after that, his involvement was really good, uh, really tidy. Didn't get a lot of chances to shine uh, out wide. The boards didn't get to him in those situations, but there was one moment in the second half where he got a bit of space down the left edge, split the front line, uh, flicked it or flung an offload off to his left that apparently went backwards and then bounced forwards. I thought he was probably a little bit lucky to get away with that offload, but uh, you can see in terms of his physique, he's not there yet. Like, I think he's capable of playing senior football consistently, but he isn't, uh, he hasn't maxed out in terms of his frame, which is very encouraging. It means there's a lot of room to grow. But for a bloke that is making a huge jump in terms of learning a new craft in one of the most demanding positions in the game, uh, the one error was a pretty good showing. Uh, I really yeah. liked the fact that, like you said, in memory of a goldfish, just he made the mistake, okay, whatever, move on. Um, and yeah. he, he just kept getting involved and his tidy-up work at the back got better and better. Um, and, yeah, he didn't shirk away from some heavy contact. He was always getting involved. They threw him in at left centre. Um, he looked okay there as well. So I, I thought that certainly wasn't a spectacular showing from Blaze, but I think there was a lot of positive to be come, coming out of it. Yeah, look, I would agree as well. The other thing too that we saw tonight was things were falling into place for the Raiders with a lot of their tries. Oh, yeah, it was a lot of luck, yeah. Yeah, the, that Danny Levi oh, kick. We, we were speaking before we recorded this podcast that there's always something that Danny seems to be able to pull out of his ass when 
he's playing against the Eels. He, he, he comes up with some sort of play. Uh, he topped it all. Anything that he's ever done in the past against <laughs> Parramatta, he managed to top it with that kick. Just the like I said to you, it was just as well happened in the preseason where it's just a funny try. If it happened when there was actual competition points on the line, I would have been screaming at the television. Yeah. And because the other thing is too that that there was plenty where the the pass maybe didn't quite find the mark, but it bounced superbly to the person that it needed to go to. Uh, when there was a lot of offloads and and hurried pass plays that the Raiders were putting on, uh, the second kick that basically from that um, the try where uh, Blaze Talangi didn't get to the the ball on the full, but the second kick came in and about, again it bounced perfectly for the chaser. There just there were plenty of moments like that. So full marks to the Raiders, of course, because they chanced their hand, it made it entertaining for supporters, and it came off. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in, in terms of what do we learn from the Eels, as far as the Eels' first grade's concerned from that, uh, not too much. Uh, we probably learnt that there are some players that either aren't quite ready for first grade or um, maybe not destined for first grade in, in season 2024. But uh, it is just one trial. And, and I should say maybe... These are maybe learnings that you had because I don't know if you can take much from a trial that's in high humidity, warm temperatures, and uh, a lot of the first graders not in there. Uh, you know, we're not not um, missing the fact that the Raiders were in the same boat in terms of who they named, but it just wasn't Parramatta's night. Uh, you don't write you don't write players or a team off from a, a, a trial game, which is almost a lower-grade trial game, you want better. We didn't see the sort of effort that we wanted to in the in that back half of the game. But in that first half, when it was at 10-all, I guess there was enough positives that we saw that we need to see. Uh, you know, We hope to see a little bit more in the second trial. We should. But, I mean, mate, is there anything more you can add to it? Yeah, I mean... We come out of it without, I don't think, any serious injury concerns. Obviously, Buds and his concussion was the major one, but the, at least we believe him to be okay based on what the contrary informed us of uh, following his uh, poor, you know, his missed, missed time tackle attempt. Uh, I think Sean Lane has a potential crusher charge to watch out for, although I thought Cottridge ducked his head into the tackle, uh, and the other one was Makatoa in that hip drop tackle. So wait and see what the MRC has to spit out for those two because it's always a... a yeah, a roll of a dice when it comes to those sort of charges. Uh, and beyond that, we get out of this game relatively unscathed, move on to next week where we take on the Gold Coast Titans with our first-string team. And, yeah, we, we look to... that. That's obviously the game where, again, trials don't... You, you can't read too much in the trials. Um, and obviously you, you don't want to have a bad game against the Titans, but and I think we'll be much better. But, yeah, we'll have to wait and see um, because I, I think the Eels will be... Uh, really get get a real tune-up for this game after what they put out in the field today. I think they'll be fired up for the Gold Coast and looking to uh, be heading towards round one with a bit of momentum. Okay, and just finally, uh, I'm not going to do a 3-2-1, but I'm after you, your three most positive contributors to the match tonight. Um, I'll I'll start off uh, Kelma Tuolungi. 
uh, Woody, and I'm going to say Brendan Hands. Who are your three? Yeah. Jeez, uh, I'd want to get Sean Russell in there, I think, too. I thought he was pretty good. but Yeah, um, yeah, that's a fair call. I think Kelma definitely takes the best on field. Uh, I thought he was very good. Uh, and again, playing without one of the front-line playmakers as well, he sort of generated a lot of his own numbers and opportunities by himself. Um, aside from that, yeah, I, I liked Sean Russell. I liked Woody. I liked Brendan Hands. How he organised them. So I'll, I'll go Kelma three. I might go Woody two. Uh, oh no, but then I'll go Woody one as well because I, I just I'll dock him the point because of the fatigue at the back end of the game. Even that's not really a function of his own uh, decision. That was you know just being out there for too long because the way the game went. Uh, and then one, I'll go to Sean Russell. And a very, very, very strong honourable mention to Brendan Hands. Very strong. Okay. Well, mate, I think that just about wraps up our first instant reaction of the season. Again, our thanks to sponsors, Big Swing Golf, North Mead, and Star Partners Real Estate, Auburn, Norellan, and Parramatta. Mate, let's, let's hope for bigger and better next trial match against the Titans. And apart from that, as I always say, go you mighty eels.